welcome back to our podcast. This is Meg and I'm here with Allie. We are super excited to introduce um, this week's guest. Allie, do you kind of want to take it away and tell everyone who we have? Yes. Um, today is so special for us because we are interviewing Josie Schweitzer. She is the owner of The Space. It's a yoga studio that recently opened in Columbus, Ohio, and um, it's actually where I took my 200-hour yoga teacher training. So she is just an incredibly special person in my life, and I was so excited to interview her from the time we have started this podcast. And so I am really thankful that she took the time to sit down with us and just talk about her life and her like career path in yoga. And we did it in the super cool yoga studio that she has too, which was awesome. Yes, we did it in the space. We just set ourselves up on props and set it all up. If you haven't checked out the studio yet, you definitely should. It's on Parsons Avenue. And a really exciting thing that is coming up for Josie is that she's doing another 200-hour teacher training starting in September. So I have linked below in the show notes all the details about that. And we really hope that you enjoy this episode as much as we did. We learned a lot. She has a lot of great life advice she's basically a badass (laughs) she is a badass (laughs) yeah we can't wait for you guys to hear it enjoy thank you for doing this we were on our list before she even started yoga teacher training i'm not even kidding so this is huge for us both I know. I told her about when she was when you were on your Think podcast. Yeah. You did the hundred days um, that I listened to you every day, and I didn't even know. <laughs> You'll you. have to remind me what I talked about. <laughs> um, I talked about a lot. So we you talked about a lot of random stuff. So I remember. So hundred days, you record yourself for like fifteen minutes, or was it just? Um, sometimes it was just like five minutes. Yeah. Sometimes it was cool. five. Sometimes okay. it was a person. Um, I had like yeah. a friend on there, and just like random. Yeah. Um, and it was just about, like, I still want to do the 100-day project. Mm-hmm. I've been getting emails that it's coming up. Um, when does it start? April something? I think so. I'll have, I'll have to, to look, look that up. up. Yeah. I kind of want to do it, like, and not tell anyone I'm doing it, but just do it on my own Same. this time and, like, do something and then share about it afterwards. Yeah. 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 But I like listening because Allie's done it, like, every year and just, like, mm-hmm. listening to, like, the fact that, like, I'm showing up and I'm doing it even though I don't want to. Yeah. Which is been a reoccurring theme coming up in yoga that like I just do it even when I don't want to yeah show up for myself so I love it for sure okay um our first question that we ask everyone is what is something that you've been curious about recently Mm. I'm always curious about a lot of things (laughs) so this is actually kind of hard um hmm you mean be more specific for me because I could go a lot of different directions um, yeah. We've had people say horseback riding because they've been taking lessons. Yeah. We've had people say DJing, like mixing. Yeah. Creating music. We've had people say Yeah, one person aliens. said, yeah, aliens. So, yeah, one person. Okay. No, thing, that's yeah. fine. I just didn't know if you wanted me to talk about, like, yoga related or just anything No, it can be anything. Okay. Yeah, anything. Like, anything. about you. Mm. The one thing that I've been that's like been prying at me is to get back into photography. And I don't know what that looks like right Mm. now. And um, because in high school, I like that was my main focus. And I thought I was going to go to school for it. And I ended up going to hair school. And I looked at that as like an art. Mm -hmm. And then for a long time, I was looking at like 
me teaching as an art and I still do but there's this um element of like creating something and you can like see it and it lives like when I would do somebody's hair and they would walk away I felt like it was like a blank canvas that was then like turned into like a piece of art but then that kind of got old after a while it was like I could do it in my sleep and so there is um you like mastered it you think I don't want to say that I mastered it but you know you do something for long enough and like for whatever reason it didn't I didn't want to um keep going down that path because I wanted to offer this and I couldn't I didn't want to do both because I felt like this work would get watered down if I tried to do both but now I'm just like craving creating things that are like artistic and my camera is just sitting there like every day just being like hi I'm here. <laughs> Let's go do it. And so I just need to like do it. And I think yeah. that's what the like 100 day thing will be. And I don't know what it's going to look like, but I yeah. feel really drawn cool. to like creating more art. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Whatever that looks like. Did you take like classes on photography or it was just something like Yeah, a so I actually passion? went to um, a high school half day just for photography. Wow. So it was um, Fort Hayes, which is like a great program. Okay. Um, and you can do like specialize in all kinds of things. But I feel like it change the way that I saw the world and so a lot of like the stuff that I relate to in yoga I I can relate to with like being behind a camera um so that's why when I I was going to go to CCAD Mm -hmm. but I ended up going to cosmetology school and I'm glad that I did but yeah it was what I thought was going to be my path for a Mm -hmm. long time but then it's like I wasn't it wasn't my main focus, so I just like let my camera get dusty. And now do I Do you like like what do you like to photograph if you don't mind me asking? I actually like to photograph people. Okay. But yeah. not in like a studio setting. Sure. I like more like raw, I like um natural light. I don't like to mm-hmm. mess with like yeah. flash and I tried mm-hmm. all that, like I've taken classes in the past couple years with that and tried to do more studio stuff and I just felt like I was like fighting up against something. Mm-hmm. So I definitely like more like street art, Raw. street yeah. photography. Yeah, and like something that kind of like, I can then like put words to it and it like tells a story. Sure, that's cool. So yeah. I'm like, it's and coming. It's cool. and I, I can see do it, it coming. I yeah. can see it like yeah. really. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Definitely don't like to go out in nature and like photograph like <laughs> you flowers. Like, like I'm not into that. <laughs> yeah. I like to photograph like people like a in a in cool yeah. setting, yeah. Um, okay, so if we go back, what would be one or a few like key moments that you feel like have brought you to where you are today, um, or like brought you to this space, literally? Mm-hmm. Key moments. Um, I think towards when I started practicing regularly years ago, um, I just remember this like when things started to shift and it became not just a workout for me like Mm -hmm. I I came to the practice because I was like drawn to yoga for whatever reason I was actually I've always been pretty like good at being flexible so for me it was something I was already like physically better at so Mm -hmm. I think that's always like a a pull for someone like oh I'm good at this I'm gonna try this um but I really was going because it was a workout and I was like really into that And I just, like, noticed eventually over time, and it wasn't, like, overnight, but it shifted for me. I was like, wait, 
something's going on like mentally like there's like a mind body connection that's happening to me that I've never experienced before in like other workouts like mm -hmm. I was always like a runner but I you know you get like a runner's high but it wasn't the same thing that I was experiencing yeah. and so that's when I decided I was like I need to go I need to learn about this I want to know what is happening before that I didn't I wasn't going to a place that was like a spiritual studio it was like a power yoga studio we didn't yeah. talk about like the four you know the right. all the elements of yoga the eight limbs of yoga it was like this is physical um so I just knew I wanted to learn more about it. So that's when I researched places that were that I could do a training, and I ended up in Costa Rica. And like my life, your first yoga training was in Costa Rica. Yeah, and I remember like being on the plane, and they have you read. I think I bought a book at um, like Barnes and Noble, and it was like the book of yoga or something. <laughs> it was like the most generic book ever, and I'm just like reading it on the plane, and I was like, what have I gotten myself into? And I probably only read like. 10 pages, yeah. you know? So I just had wow. no clue what yeah. I was doing, but something was like drawing me there. And I just, when I was there, I, um, I talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago and, um, there was just a lot of like self work that I, that I did and things that I noticed mm -hmm. that I was like holding on to and, um, that I was able to like release and, um, move through. And I just was like, I want to share this with, other people yeah and it's cool how did you find that program or kind of I literally I knew that I didn't want to do one in town because at the time there weren't many to choose from and also I was like I did hair for myself at Salon Loft so I could like make my own schedule so I was able to be like I'm closing my books for a week and leaving so I think I found it and like two weeks later I was in Costa Rica so I just searched online. I was like, 200-hour teacher trainings. And um, they did a really good job, the place that I went with, like, marketing. So there's just, like, popped up <laughs> right away. And I was like, okay. And so I called them. The girl that was, like, in charge of it, L.A., um, she was, like, tattooed and used to be a makeup artist. So obviously I felt very connected to her yeah. on the level of like I'm a hairstylist I kind of yeah. want to like transition out of what I'm doing and um so I think a lot of it was like her just talking to her I was like okay she's not like a weirdo like <laughs> I can relate to her you know what I mean for so sure. I yeah for sure I signed up and my, I yeah my life like changed when I was there that's cool yeah that's neat how long did you do hair for I did hair for like almost 10 years wow because I started um, I went to cosmetology school literally two weeks after I graduated high school. I just started. And I was in there for a year. And then I yeah. went right into doing wow. hair. That's crazy. So then can you walk us through your journey a little bit of like, I know that you've told me that you opened a studio very shortly after mm -hmm. becoming doing your 200-hour. Yeah. What was that like? Um, so I decided to do that because I knew that I wanted to make teaching like my life and I just knew like doing the math and doing like what I wanted to offer. I, I don't think I would have been happy just offering it from like somebody else's space. And I'm also the type that like, I don't like to be told what to do. I don't like to follow certain rules. I like to create my own, which is why I did my own thing with hair. Um, so once I started teaching, I was teaching, like I was telling you, at like five to seven studios at once because I just, at the end of the day, loved doing it and wanted to do it as much as possible. But I, 
eventually was just at one place and I was like filling the room. There was like, you know, sometimes over like 50 people in the class. And I wow. was just like, wait, let me do the math here. Right. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so I was like, mom, I think I can like do this. What do you think? And at the time my mom lived in Michigan and um, we were literally just like sitting at a coffee shop on a napkin writing down math. And she just, we, we have this inside joke because she's like, it's a no brainer. Like you're just going to like do it and yeah. it's going to be whatever. Yeah. So I, um, I was like, you know what? I was just obsessed. Like as soon as I got yeah. back from my first training, I was like, I need, I hadn't even taught a class. I was afraid to teach my first class, <laughs> but I was already obsessed with like looking at places for yeah. a studio. I would like run by places. I would see a number, call it and like ask. So I got an idea of like how much rent was going to be and all that. Yeah. Um, so I just knew that like it was going to have to happen, but I was terrified. You know, I was like, I'm very young and I know that I'm going to get a lot of like shit from people being like, who does she think she is to open a studio? But then I got past that and I was like, well, I don't really care. Like yeah, who, am, yeah. you know, it's that whole, like, who am I not to, but yeah. trust me, that doesn't stay with you all the time. <laughs> like once you do it, you're like, what the hell am I doing? And like, did 50 people come to every single one of my classes for a year? No, like it took time to grow. So when I opened, I was still doing hair, so I was able to pay the bills, and I was telling you, like, literally that first year, it was just like, I'm gonna make this work, so I made it work, but I did hair yeah. to pay the bills at the studio, and eventually I was able to, like, bring one more person on and take one more day mm -hmm. off of doing hair, and then I continued to do that until I transitioned out of hair, and I think it took me, like, six months, I don't even know, like, that year yeah. was a blur. Yeah. I, I don't remember much of it at all. Wow. Um, but I just threw myself in it. And some days one person would come and some days no one would show up. And I, you know, it was very like, um, it was a growing experience uh, and it still is, you know, but um, it was in those times that I was able to like connect with people, right? Yeah. And I just utilized social media, um, I don't know. Yeah. I was asked to be an ambassador for Lululemon like pretty soon after I opened. So that really helped wow. like get the word out. Yeah. Um, but I basically just like threw my whole life into it. And like anywhere I would go, I would just talk about it, like getting coffee, like, hey, here's a pass, come check it out. And then they would talk about it. Mm -hmm. So the studio pretty much grew from word of mouth. Like I didn't pay for advertisement. And this was back when like Instagram wasn't as big as it is now and I didn't yeah. have the following that I have now you know um but I definitely used it to my advantage um and I literally just figured it out along the way yeah was it fulfilling you like were you loving it or were there days where you, like you said this I mean it's I everything doing? I think it's just like being in a relationship like you yeah. don't wake up every day and look at your husband or maybe you do and that's great but <laughs> so um <don't. laughs> it's not like oh my god this is the best thing ever like no, there are right, days right. where you were like should I yeah run you know yeah. like there's yeah. I mean but that's just life like passion is not this thing where you're just like I am so passionate all the time and I just you know all I want to do is this yeah. like there's definitely days like you have to make yourself do the work yeah. it's just like showing up and doing the doing mm -hmm. and um have I like I have definitely like questioned um why did I open a studio? You know what I mean? Like you go through mm -hmm. it all. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't take any of it back. Right. 
And it felt right, so you just kept doing it. Like you said, you just kept going and kept... Yeah, I don't even know if I want to say it felt right. It's like I just knew that it was my work that okay. I was doing. Yeah. Um, and I I trusted it, I guess. Okay. Um, but yeah, owning a business, especially owning it on my own and owning it without... I didn't have like financial backup, you know? It was all me. So it was just in a way that was kind of good because it was like, well, if I screw up, I'm only upsetting myself. Right. Yeah, um, right. But, but also kind of scary because like yeah, this is all on me. Terrifying. Yeah. But also like really great, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would just say it's always everything. Like it's not ever going to be like a one-sided like. Right. This yeah. is awesome. Even when you are doing the thing that you love, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's gonna be hard sometimes. Yeah. No, I can definitely relate to like that passion of just like knowing that this is what I'm meant to mm -hmm. do like I just feel like Megan and I both feel that same way that like neither of us have taught anything yet but I just know that like this is meant to be mm -hmm. yeah and we're just gonna like literally figure out how to do it along the way and I always say like if you have that in you do it because yeah. there's a reason you you you're supposed to, to. Yeah. and then you figure it out and like if you fail it's not like you fail it's like you tried you yeah. tried yeah. yeah and if you didn't try you're just gonna regret it mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. I agree. obviously there's like things you need to like <laughs> right. have lined right. up like enough money and all this stuff but like yeah. I'm not a big thing of like just quit your job and do it um some cases it works because people are crazy enough like you got to be a little crazy you know mm -hmm. um because I think some people just think like oh, it's just going to be this, like, dream life all the time. And, like, you have to want it so bad that you're showing up on those days that the last thing you want to do is the work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you've kind of transitioned through a couple studios. Did you know when you – the last one was more of, like, a private mm. – um, I don't know much about your second studio where you did mostly I honestly privates, forget about right? that one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so when I sold Thank yeah. Yoga, um, I had a, for those of you listening that don't know my history, I had a yoga studio for five years. It's the one that I opened up like less than a year into teaching. The way that I was teaching changed significantly over that course. So I had this space that was like teaching mm -hmm. this kind of vinyasa, like, you know, yeah. style yoga, but I was. I actually moved for six months and did a training in New York. And while I was there, I found Katona Yoga. And that's when I really started studying this practice that I teach now yeah. in this style and in the way that I teach it. Um, so during that time, I was like, you know what? I definitely, I want to get rid of the studio in the sense of like, I don't need to be the one that's like behind it anymore. Like there was such a community around it. There yeah. was a bunch of teachers. Like it had started this like, there was so many relationships were built through that space. Um, people proposed in that space. You know, there was just like a lot. And I was like, I don't think that I need to be behind this. I need, I still felt like I was a student, mm -hmm. but also like I knew that like the way that I taught was changing and had changed a lot. And I didn't, and I, I could have, you know, kept it and taught the way that I do now and figured it out. But there was just something in me that was like, it's time to let this one go. And like, I didn't think I would open up another one as soon as I did. But when I did, I ended up selling the studio. Um, 
I signed a contract saying that I couldn't have another studio for two years. Oh. That is the only reason I had a private space because I still wanted my own space. It made more sense for me instead of renting out spaces for privates. I really okay. wanted to do work one-on-ones to like um, own in on that part of the way that I teach because a lot of my style now is like I do a lot of adjustments and that's based off of a lot of like therapeutic private work that I've done with yeah. people. So I actually led a teacher training out of that space as well, but I only signed a year lease. So I knew going into that space was only for a year okay. because I was literally just like filling time. Um, for a little bit, I thought that I'd want to travel more and teach, but I did that right off the bat and I was traveling like every single weekend right after I sold the studio and it just made me feel super ungrounded. So now I travel, but like, not as often and I go to the places that I really like going yeah. to so like mm -hmm. I'll teach in New York a lot and I'll teach in um, like surrounding cities here that are yeah. close enough to drive to like Cleveland Detroit um, Cincinnati Yellow Springs, Yellow Springs yeah. so um, for me I was like you know what I really like having a space but I also like having a space that I feel like I can 100% be myself in and that's always for me been my own space yeah so hence the reason that I was like it's time like the two years were up and I found this space and I was like I'm this now or never name <laughs> too the space Perfect. Yeah, and that actually came about because I would just be thinking of names, and I'm like, what is the space going to be called? Like, every time I would just be like, what, oh my is, gosh, this, really? what is the space going to be called? And it would, like, drive me crazy, and the one day I was just like, wait, it's called the, the space. It was there all along. <laughs> it's been there the whole time. And so then I was like, well, I forget who I called first to tell them, and they were like, that's genius. And I'm like, I know, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's how it happened. Yeah, that's cool. That's so cool. It's really inspiring to me. Um, I was doing some homework, kind of like listening to you on different podcasts um, to prepare for this one and to hear your story and to know that like, I don't have to have it all figured mm. out right now. It feels so good to, and yeah, to like even way. you, I think in one podcast you said something like, I don't have like a five-year plan, like, and I feel like I grew up that way that everyone was always asking oh, me, like man. every interview you go to, it's like, what, like for nursing, I'd go to a new interview mm. and they're like, well, what's your five-year plan? And I'm I don't know um and like so for you to say like I just don't know and that's okay and like to do what feels intuitively right to me yeah it's just like really inspiring you know it's really good to have goals but it's like also it can be hindering in the sense mm. of like you get so like you're only looking ahead and then you don't see and I talk about this in my teaching but like you don't see what's out to the left and to the right you're just like blindsided and you're yeah. not seeing like this opportunity that can come up so if I was looking back and like being a hairstylist the year that I actually ended up like falling in love and wanting to like teach full-time like if I had been like no I'm gonna open up my own salon and have you know if I was just so dedicated to that like mm -hmm. this wouldn't yeah. have come into my life so like I think it's really good to have goals but to be open to the unknown because shit can happen any day like yeah yeah, yeah. you never know yeah yeah um we kind of want to switch gears a little bit and ask about like what hmm. were you like as a child? Like what was, mm. were you kind of similar as like very defiant and just kind of like wanting to do your own thing? Yeah, um, like be, let's like, what age are you talking? Um, 
Is there a time, like, thinking back that was, like, a really defining time for you as a kid that, like, really stuck out to you? Like, middle school or high school or that, like, you... Or, like, has your mom ever told you, yeah, you were, like, a little shit when you were 13? And You know what oh, I mean? Oh, I know I was a little shit <laughs> when I was 13. Um, oh, well, here, just, to, like, to paint the picture of the yeah. way that I grew up. So I grew up in a house with three... Well, there was three of us girls, so two older sisters okay. and my mom. So yeah. my dad didn't live with us, okay. and um, my mom was like a full-time working mom. She's a nurse. She's an okay. RN, so like oh, she cool. worked a lot, but she also like dated, and like she ended up um, being with my stepdad, who was up in Michigan. They met when he was in town, but she like went away a lot on the weekends. Oh, wow. So like I kind of grew up fast. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, she didn't like. We didn't have, like, dinner every night together. It was kind of like you you just figure it out. Like, I had to, like, learn how to cook. I had to learn how to do laundry. I had to learn how to kind of, like, survive. But, like, in the sense of, like, that's just, like, what we had to do, you know? Um, Like, she put a roof over our heads, and she was great. I always talk about my mom being more like she was, like, a friend growing up. Because, like, if she grounded me, it was, like, a joke. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you later, you know? Like, it was more like we were all, like, the... the four of us like were really close in the sense of like we all like had each other's backs, right? Yeah. Um so I really did I I don't know what you want me to talk about if you yeah. want me to talk about like my high school years. Um No, but like, like was there any were there any like I don't know. I guess growing up for me like I felt like there was a lot of pressure to like be a certain way or do certain things. Did you did you feel any pressure to like the do cool a thing about my mom was that she's an artist so like mm-hmm. she would um, paint murals for like the parade of homes if you guys know what mm-hmm. that is but like we'd come home and like there'd be in my dining room like a whole new mural painted that her and her friend would practice on and then like the next day it'd be like painted over and then like they do something else and like we like my mom definitely like exposed us to the world of like art and like we were all like artists in our own way like I always excelled in like everything like artistically and my mom always talked to me about like I regret not going to art school I regret not doing this and so she always was like supporting me in the sense of like be an artist like do the thing and like even like even though she wasn't like here I'm gonna help you and I'm gonna hold your hand and we're gonna figure it out she's like her support was like you can do it fucking go do it so like I always felt supported in the sense of like I'm able to That's do the things I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, like the self-confidence to be like, I can do yeah. it. Yeah. It's huge. That's yeah. cool. Were you close with your sisters? Or yeah. are you still? Yeah, for sure. You said that you're the youngest? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're all like super different, but... <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so we're close. They both have like kids now and are married, so it's, not, you know, it's a different relationship. But um, growing up, like... Well, so I was a freshman by the time my older sister was a freshman in college so we never got like the high school together and then my other sister was three years older than her so when my sister turned 21 she gave me her id (laughs) sorry mom you already know all this um (laughs) so i was like 16 and using a fake id if that paints the picture for high school so i was the one that bought all the beer i was the one that like went to the clubs and like got in all the trouble and whatever but like yeah it was like she lived on campus we would go party at her house i'd bring friends we'd go there first and then go whatever else we got into yeah um 
but I always felt like they had my back. Does that it's make huge. sense? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of where we're getting at, like, dynamics with siblings or whatever. It yeah. Kind of, like, shaped who you are. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you guys all felt, like, this super support from this, like, strong, badass woman. It's kind of what she sounded mm-hmm. like, right? So you kind of had that yeah. to go from, which is cool. But what would you say to your – or what's one piece of advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? 20-year-old self. Well, we can do, I mean, we can do whatever age. We kind of no. say, like, younger self. I like that, like, young 20-year-old woman self. self. Yeah. What were you doing at 20? So I was doing hair. Doing hair. Um, okay. Where was I working? I think that I was working here in Columbus. Yeah. Um, you know, I was really serious about like my career from Mm -hmm. the beginning but I also was like really into partying and like I smoked cigarettes Mm -hmm. I was like a chain smoker um and it wasn't until I think I was like 21 that I quit because I was dating this guy that didn't smoke but anyways I think that I would have said like you know don't smoke (laughs) (laughs) um and uh, I would have just said, you know, it's it's not that serious. Because at the time, it's like everything that happens to you just feels like, oh, my God, so it's like the end of the world, you know. And, like, mm-hmm. this is the only thing. Like, you, I just think I had, like, a smaller lens of the world. And yeah. um, cool. I wouldn't change what I went through. And I'm glad that I, you know, did all my partying really young. I, like, got it out of the way, you know. Yeah. Like, by the time my other friends started, I was like, what are you guys doing? You know, <laughs> like, so it's yeah. like, I, you know, everybody's kind of had that phase, yeah. right? I just yeah. started really early um but I was able to end earlier but I don't regret any of it I'm not like oh my god I wish this didn't happen to me I wish I didn't date that asshole like I'm very thankful for each person I've been with I'm thankful for the way I was brought up I'm Mm -hmm. thankful for my parents and what they've done for me as far as like I am who I am because of my circumstances so I've never been the type to be like fuck this like why did this happen like of course like things can suck but like I'm always trying to like see that okay because I went through that when I was 20 I am who I am today you know so I wouldn't have listened to anybody when I was 20 anyway so I couldn't (laughs) have told myself something you know what I mean like yeah I just think that I would just have let it happen but don't smoke cigarettes. I see people smoking today, and I'm like, what are you I doing? I just don't understand. I, I watched this now that we're obsessed with climbing. We watched this climbing documentary. They're like, on a mountain, climbing. Free solo? Okay, well, I've seen a lot of them. Okay. Free solo, <laughs> yes. Um, Miru, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. So it's Jimmy Chin, I think, is the director who also yeah. did Free Solo. We will correct any of this that is incorrect. But um, So he climbs this mountain. Um, I think it's in India, and it's freezing cold, and they're and they're like, they smoke a cigarette each night. And Eric and I are like, as a former smoker myself, you're climbing a mountain and mm-hmm. you're smoking. Like I can't. Or we go to Colorado and we see people, and you're just like, it's crazy. How are you doing that? Yeah. 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 And I feel like I can say it and not be as annoying because I was a smoker. Oh, same. So I'm same. like, okay, so I like, can be like, yeah, it was fun while well, it lasted. To me, then, it's just like, yeah. All right, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just That's get crazy. cancer. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy to see that one. You should watch that one if you haven't seen oh. it. Did you watch Free Soul? I did. Um, what about The Dawn Wall? 
I don't think so. It's a really good one too. Okay, you'll have to get yeah. me like a I'll, list. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you definitely a list. Watch so it's so inspiring. Have you started climbing yet? It's so inspiring. I haven't started again, okay. but I told Let's her. Let's go. Yeah, we can have all climbing. Go to chambers. Yeah. Yes. That's why I cut my nails off. They were like. <laughs> no, it's a thing. I like They were ripped long mine. and extra. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. We should do it. Um, I am obsessed with talking about love and relationships. Um, and. <laughs> that was the biggest sign I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. What, um, I guess I have a couple of questions yeah. around this, but like, what are some big lessons that you've learned through the years on love and relationships? Even like just lessons about yourself that you've learned. Um, I mean, anytime you're in a relationship with someone, they're like the mirror for you, right? So yeah, it's like you kind that. of choose, you yeah. see in them what you maybe um, choose not to see in yourself or mm -hmm. need to see a little more. So like, I think a lot of it is like a lot of relationships just bring that up in you of like, why are you doing this? But really it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Um, so there's that. So I've definitely learned a lot about myself in the relationships that I've been in. I've been in a, like a handful of like pretty serious, like long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think that like after every one, you can look back and be like, okay, like I definitely like grew here and mm -hmm. I learned this about myself. Um, and I learned like who not to choose next and then you know you can kind of like watch for sure you like have these habits of like I'm always gonna go for the bad guy that you know rides a motorcycle and like is, you know and I'm like okay well know that that's probably not gonna last very long like so it's interesting because like now I can like see my habits whereas before yeah. it was just like oh yeah it'll work you know you can kind of like call yourself yeah. out and like be like okay well maybe this isn't the best thing um I don't know. Any like, um, I love that. I like that. yeah, I love that. I recently I like had someone ask me like, what have your past boyfriends like been trying to teach you? And I'm like, oh, they were all trying to teach me the same thing. It's so funny that like, what was that? Um, to find my voice. Mm. Yeah. And now here you are in a teacher training, right. teacher training, right. finding right. your <laughs> voice. <laughs> So they all led all me roads to, lead to it. space. Yeah, yeah, for real. So um, that was cool. It was just like a very eye-opening thing that someone had never asked me that before. Like, what were all of the boyfriends? And like, I can look back and see like the similarities in all of them. And I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. Like, they're all very different, but sure. same things coming up for, for me. Sure. Um, did you ever feel even maybe in like your hair career or opening a studio, did you ever feel that like, I don't know how to word this exactly, but maybe like a nervousness of like starting a career on your own without a partner, like a life partner? Oh, mm -mm. no, no, never. No, <laughs> no, because um, you know, I think it's because of the way that I grew up. Like yeah. I grew up in yeah. a single family. Very independent. Um, yeah. I grew up not actually believing in marriage. I was like, marriage is crazy. <laughs> Jacked up. Are you guys serious? <laughs> so, like all my relationships when I was younger were like, I'm not like, this is not a forever thing. Yeah. Um, but now I definitely, like I've actually like, I can thank one of my boyfriends for like turning the, mm. turning that the way I was looking at it. And like now I think marriage is like a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. 
Um, am I in a rush to do it? No, because I think that it can be rushed and forced yeah, for just sure. because of like, this is what you should do. And yeah. your age and all that. Good yeah. Stuff. yeah. So I feel you. Um, I, I think it's a beautiful thing, but no, I never thought yeah. I needed to be. I actually liked the fact that I wasn't, like I started thinking I wasn't in like a open, serious relationship. <laughs> I was like in a relationship on the low. I didn't yeah. tell people about it. Um, but I, because I know that like, I it, it can um, hinder what I want, right? Because mm -hmm. so often I like I choose to put that other person first, and mm -hmm. I knew that I needed to put myself first in it, and know that like exactly what it was that like I needed out of mm -hmm. it. Could I have been with somebody? Yeah. Did it? You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I was like in a healthy relationship, that would have been great. But no, that didn't have any factor in it. Yeah. I think for me, it was a lot of like, whenever my family lives like out of town, but like mm -hmm. whenever I go to see extended family or even my parents, like the question that everyone always wants to ask you is like, who are you dating? Um, and like that would always come up and it's more of like this thing of like this pressure to find a partner and get married instead of like putting what I want or like my career in front of mm -hmm. that. Like no one was like, mm. oh, how's your career going? Right. Or how is this right. like, yeah. how is like, um, when I was doing health coaching, like that was never the first question. Like that wasn't the biggest priority for them. It's more like, what is the, like what's your relationship status? Well, I think it's just cause it's a generic thing people can yes. talk about. Yes. And you probably didn't voice the fact that you were doing it that much to them. No. So you didn't really give them anything to go off yeah. of. So all they know is like, what's a generic thing we can talk about? Oh, are you dating somebody? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, um, I would just talk about what I was doing more. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. So my whole family is always like, oh my God, how's the studio? You know what I mean? Like, yes. So it's kind of like you set up the conditions for like what. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's been happening like so much more because we talk about the podcast more yeah. and I talk about yoga teacher training all the time. And so like, those are the questions that are coming that up now. So it's just, sure. yeah, yeah, that's totally showing through yeah <laughs> yeah is it great to have a partner that is like supportive yeah Heck yeah yeah um but even in I don't know if this is just the south but it was always so you're moving and you're not married or you're you're following him for a job and you're not mm. married you don't have a ring I mean we we just got married and we're 30 because it wasn't the right time. Yeah. Did When I moved to Columbus, did I think I would spend the rest of my life with him? Yeah. Was I sure? No. Am I sure now? No. Is he? No. Like, yeah. we're just kind of doing it. And if it works now, then it works now. And we're learning a lot. But Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, I learned to, like, not tell people all of my... Um, desires all the time so doing hair you're behind the chair for eight hours ten mm -hmm. hours a day and you're seeing a lot of people that you see on a regular basis mm -hmm. so they always want to ask how is this thing what's happening yeah and I learned that like I would tell people what I was doing and then some people would be like that's amazing and then some people be like yes. no you can't and so yeah. I was like wait this is like clouding yes. what I actually want yes. so I learned very fast to like you have like a handful maybe two people mm -hmm. that you talk to too about this stuff like and then the rest is like it doesn't matter right like you need to figure it out because if you go by opinions or you go by all this other stuff like 
Yeah. Even it's, family it's gonna, for me sometimes oh, is hard. Oh, more like, so I, family. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll, yeah. it'll hinder for sure. what you actually want to do. Sure. And it's smart to have like, you know, somebody that's going to like advise you and somebody that you love that can like. Or like knows your best interest. Exactly. Yeah. And isn't afraid but to But to try like... to get it from so many people or to listen when they tell you, you're just going to set yourself yeah. up for failure because you're going to listen to the wrong people. Yeah. That's so true. And it can scare you out of doing it. People back then, they were telling me, um, that's such a bad location for a yoga studio. Like, and now it's like the hottest location. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and it didn't take long for it to be, but I just trusted that I was like, this is thank yoga. Yeah. And now I'm sure people here are like, what, this part of town is crazy. But like for me, like I see that it's growing. Like yeah. it's yeah. turning into something. Like I want to be here. So like, yeah. Do you think your mom me, instilled, yeah. like where do you think you came for me, it was trial and error. I listened to people and listened to people and listened to people, and I was feeling bad, and they could care less. Mm. So for me, it was a kind of like, okay, I see this habit that I keep doing. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm just going to listen to myself. Was it kind of like that for you, where you were just like, screw this. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, yes. Yeah, it was just listening to too many people. Yeah. And I still, you know, I think we all struggle with, like, people pleasing and, oh, like, sure wanting to get everybody's approval, yeah. but it's just not going to happen. Especially doing something like this, like teaching yoga, like you're not going to be everybody's teacher. And right. it really is this thing that like you kind of put your heart and soul into something. It's not like you're showing up and you're like someone's accountant. Mm -hmm. Like there's certain careers that people like to talk about at parties. They want to talk to a hairstylist. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. how, what would you do to my hair? Right. Um, <laughs> and they like talking to yoga instructors. Like it's like, Oh my God, I've never done, you know, it's like, it's, I, it's interesting that like, I've chosen these paths that like, it's like a thing that people actually talk about because it's something that's like fun or different or whatever it is like mystical. Um, yeah. so wait, well, go back to the no, original question. That was question. kind of my question, but now I have Cause I'm coming, question. I'm coming <laughs> around. It's coming full circle. No, I just basically said like, was that mentality taught to you anyway or was it more of just a um trial and error thing like I was taught to people please until it didn't yeah. feel good anymore so I stopped doing it type of thing I mean I think it's just like life yeah Experience. but also like you know my mom's the type that like I can call her when I want just somebody to reassure what I'm yeah thinking she's mm -hmm. like yeah fuck them like <laughs> yeah you're yeah. Josie. Like, who do they think? You know what I mean? Like, she'll be like, yeah. So, like, I know not to call her all the time because that's not going to be the, like, I need to, yes. like, call my sister that's going to be like, okay, well, yes. you need to think about this and yeah. this. You know what I that, mean? So you perfect. have certain people yeah. that you know will actually give you, like, what you need realistic. But by do the whole point of saying, like, it was by trial and error is, like, teaching and realizing, like, I need to stop teaching to what I think people want. I need to teach what I want to give and, like, you know, that meant I wasn't going to fill the room as much because mm -hmm. it wasn't this like, like pop, quote unquote, like yeah. yoga that everybody could get with. Like I was doing something a little different and I had to trust that like what I want to offer, like that's what's going to get received. We've talked about that a lot recently, like, yeah. because the studios that we love are these very like small, intimate settings that don't make everyone happy, right? Mm -hmm. So 
I'm sure you've experienced people that come in and you're just like not vibing or we've talked to someone else before who they were kind of like gossiping in the corner and she went up and was like cool you can like go somewhere else like have you ever experienced that kind of like tough moment where you're like I have the studio I want to bring people but I also am doing this for me and if they aren't do you know what well, it's not ask, just like, for me, but like I, I'm gonna keep teaching in the way that I know that this is what I need to offer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it yeah. needs to be authentic with what I'm mm -hmm. giving. Um, are people gonna come in and not want to be here? Like, or not want to, gonna want to come back? Yeah, and like yeah. I'm totally okay with that. Like it's not yeah. this practice isn't for everybody. Just like other stuff isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. And like to think that it is is like crazy. I agree. Yeah. Like it's not being attached to like, you know, there might be somebody that comes through like once a year and they like, when they leave, they make this like huge post about it. And it's so, you know, it's like life changing. It's just like, and then you won't see them again for like a year. It's like, you don't know, you never know what that person's thinking. Mm -hmm. Regardless, it could be the person that looks pissed off and you're like, oh my God, they hate this. And they're the ones that like write the five star review right. and like yeah. tell 10 of their friends to come and you know, you can't yeah. assume. So it's like the whole four agreements, like don't make assumptions because yeah. you yeah. don't know. And also don't expect to please everybody because yeah. that's exhausting and it's not gonna happen. Right, yeah. I liked what you said in teacher training this weekend about we're learning to teach to a class and like we kind of have a theme behind like why we're teaching the class. Like what is our purpose in teaching this class? And not having to like put that on to other people that they like need to feel that purpose or mm -hmm. that they need to feel that right. same thing as you it's okay for them to like have their own experience sure. even though the purpose behind you teaching it is 100%. very like you yeah yeah so that was really cool to yeah me. and that like, is a cool that's a cool point that i like that yeah we with studio b and even like the space we both recognize that like it, there's a very intentional atmosphere that mm. you guys have created. Um, and I don't know, like, I think you've already spoken on it, but, like, what are things that you think about daily that, like, you're very intentional about creating this space that is, like, very safe for people to come to and be... Like move their bodies. Move yeah. their bodies in a way that is, like, their own and... Like even, I think it comes down to even like the people that you hire to be your teachers mm -hmm. here in your space. Like, how are you intentional about making that? About the people that are here, about it all? Yeah. Well, I've been studying, you know, I've been practicing this style for a long time and been studying it. And now like everything that I do is pretty much like inspired by um, Katona Yoga, which is an infusion of Hatha, of Iyengar, of Kundalini. It was actually all these lineages that I was already really intrigued by and interested in and was doing trainings in and workshops in and then it just was like this hybrid and but it really is um, what it is is a framework so like I why we use a lot of things to like measure here is because the whole analogy that measure doesn't lie or feelings do so like a lot of people um, are super duper flexible and backbendy and they're also usually the people that say yes too much and yeah. like are to um, you know spill their guts too much like it, it, we're not like we don't have to overexpose ourselves all the time 
Um, and then there's people that are super rigid in their body that need to get opened up, right? Because they say no too much or they like, it's just, it's an analogy, but it's mm, kind sure. of like our bodies are like really good tells for all this stuff that we do, right? So we use a lot of theory in that sense and metaphor because it takes it out of this dogmatic practice of like, um, you know, being told like, feel this or do what you love or, um, get let go of it it's like how do you let go of it well you can't just tell me to let go of something like how do you set up the conditions for someone to move through something to mm. get around something to get over something and we use it metaphorically mm. but also in our body so like a hangover is a forward fold and we're working joint space and it's like get over yourself like you're literally like you're here you're putting your head upside <laughs> right. down you know what i mean it's like yeah. this whole analogy of like do you hang back in your heels a lot because now you're in your past? Like, can you go mm. forward into your potential, which is like the balls of your feet? So there's all these like connections with the way that we that. show up to life is the way that we're showing up here. So basically it's like you might be super, um, you know, inflexible and then you might be really flexible. But when you come here in this communal space, we're then making you a little less of that so that you don't break, right? And then yeah. you can open up a little bit more. So by the end of it, it's like we're all playing the same song instead of like, mm -hmm. you're playing John Mayer. I don't know why I say John Mayer. <laughs> I love John Mayer, but like, you know, you're playing this song and then you're over here to like trap music. It's like we're yeah. all in this together. Mm -hmm. So we talk about like, um, a big analogy that's used a lot is like when you do your home practice, it's like you're tuning your instrument, right? So mm -hmm. you get to do the things that's like self-soothing and something that when you come and play in the orchestra, you're gonna sound good together. So it's like to get us out of our shit, out of the things that we inherently do that are our foibles, that are our bad habits that we don't even know of, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why mm -hmm. I'm very like, hey, like step your foot forward, we use measure, like a knee stacks on top of an ankle, you use a block behind your calf to get you there, you use a block in front of your back thigh to help you not go too deep or to go deep enough yeah. so that eventually we're all playing the same thing. Um, so for me, it's like this space to create a framework for yourself to move through life so that you have more joy in your life because I don't, I'm not into like, let's practice all day long and you're, you know, you're just in this crazy practice and then what? Like, right. what are, how are you taking the tools here to have a better life, to like have more joy, to like go yeah. out in nature and to have better relationships and better friendships and do other things that are like, self-soothing and yeah. nourish you. I don't think all yoga programs are like that. I didn't know that, I mean, you've like changed her perspective. <laughs> I'm like, it's cool to see though, yeah. genuinely. Like, so she'll say all of these analogies and we talk about them all the time because we just do. And it's just cool to say like, oh, it's not, it's a, it's a yoga like teacher training, but it's more of like you said, like having a different perspective to walk through life, having more joy, mm -hmm. having these tools to use so that when you're in your funk and you're making yourself do it, you can also like kind of talk yourself out of it. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And it's something that we strive to create in our studio one day for sure. Yeah. And so everybody that teaches here are people, you know, Mira has been teach, been practicing with me since I started teaching like oh, seven, wow. eight years oh. ago. Um, so she was just a little baby. So I've been her <laughs> teacher for a long time. And so like, it was no, you know, it was like, of course she's going to come teach here. Yeah. And, um, and then Sarah, who is amazing, like she's been really into like what we're offering and using more props and just like, I think that the more that, and she's been teaching full time for a while and like the older that we get and like, 
realizing that like that pra this practice that w I was doing for a long time like actually made my body feel like shit like yeah. why am I gonna keep doing it you're the first person that I'm like yes I don't have to <laughs> fucking straighten my legs on down dog and feel awful yeah and it's yeah. like not to talk shit like it's not I'm not like putting no, down other no. people's practices no. my point is like I found something that worked so well yes. in my body because I embodied it yes. and I practiced it and I spent hours and hundreds of hours yeah. with my teachers and like yeah. learning this material that like I am like, I have never believed so much in something that I do right. this because it doesn't just go into this practice. It goes into my life. So yeah. now it's like, I'm not going to like try to handstand for an hour a day and like blow out my shoulder. Like, yeah, that's fun sometimes. And you do it when you're warm and like yeah. when you're prepped for that. But like now I can like hang out on a chair and like have certain things that are like so <laughs> nourishing to my body. Right. And I feel so good afterwards that it's like, what was I doing right, before? Right, right. Like, now I have this practice that like makes me feel so good yeah. physically mm -hmm. and like the theory behind it just like is never ending and like eventually it's like you use your own metaphor and that excites me because like as an artist I love metaphor and thinking about it in that way and it's not like um, this like mystical thing that's like has to be a secret and like put on a pedestal like I'm not somebody's guru, like I'm a conduit for this material for you to move through it. Yeah. And find what it means for you. Yeah. I love that. That uh, was a rant. I get on rants. No, no so do we. Okay. She might tell you. <laughs> we get on rants too. No, you're good. Um, we talk about that. So what's something you're excited, I kind of know what you might say, but what's something that you're excited about like for the future? Um, I think really the, growth of this community and being able to do like more artistic things so the reason again why it's called the space is because I didn't want it to have like yoga and the word because I didn't like you still hear today it's like oh I'm not flexible I can't do it and like it's uh, it's just like okay like uh, yeah. you can't like that's not what it's about but like how why would they not think that that's what it's about right. or not what it's about like they're seeing photos of people wrapping their legs yeah. around their head it's like of course they're gonna like <laughs> yes. associate yes. yoga with flexibility it's been so intimidating and like yeah. so I've just learned to be like come try it and see you know yeah. see for yourself but like I wanted it to be more of like you know there might be like art shows here and not might but there will be so like having like gallery shows here yeah, and so having cool. different um community gatherings that aren't so yoga related that steps outside and of like the art world that like I um, love so much and so maybe it's like somebody coming in and doing like you know there's like really good like poets in town and writers yeah. and all kinds of stuff going on so I'm excited about the growth of the community in that way and just like featuring um, you know regulars that come here uh, what they do and why this practice has enhanced what they do outside of here because that's really what it's about it's like it's not about the yoga it's about like not not that it's not about the yoga it's not about these poses it's like what are you then doing in your life mm -hmm. what is enriching you mm -hmm. I have a question. and that you know can tie into photography like, that, oh that's what I yeah. kind I of was definitely want to like say. yeah Take start photos of all those people. me take photos of stuff for social like that's yeah. my goal and I'm yeah. saying it here shit <laughs> <laughs> now you know my secret we'll see what happens yeah that's amazing um I noticed from you that like you don't make this practice about you um and I know that I've 
I've mm-hmm. said this before that like you inspire me to like surrender to this like the way that I word it for myself is like surrender to the will of like my creator or the universe like just surrender to like the good of the earth mm-hmm. um, how how did you get there not that like there is a destination but like well be more specific on what do you mean like I don't make it about me um I think I know what you're saying but yeah for somebody that's listening like teach, are you talking about like teaching teaching and even like at teacher training like it's not like you're sitting there like telling all these stories about like I don't know like this is my experience and you need to experience mm. it in this way and like this is what I went through and this is what I don't I don't know how to explain it exactly um I know what you're saying so I I truly believe that like you guys are it's like people you know they'll write me letters and be like thank you so much for changing my life and I'm like I you have to understand that I didn't change your life you did like you showed up and did the work you showed up and did your practice Mm -hmm. you showed up and let whatever move through you get around you get over you um and obviously it's like I am kind of creating that. I've just been really, like you say a lot, is like you like to listen. Like I am obsessed with hearing people's stories. Like I couldn't listen to enough podcasts. Like, this is why, why do this. This is yeah. why I love doing hair is like I got to hear, like oh, when yeah, people told me their you. stories, like I knew more about people than their yeah. therapists. Like I yeah. knew when people cheated on their husbands. I yeah. knew when every, like every single thing. And like it did get to be a lot because you take on like not only are you like doing their hair and standing all day it's like you're taking on all their stuff but like honestly I loved hearing it and and you can tell when somebody doesn't give a shit and it's not to say that we all need to care to hear everybody's shit but like for me it is so thrilling like I love like if people I'm like somebody's been one of my friends has like been dating a guy for months I'm like oh like where you know ask like a question that I would have found out like the first day oh I don't know I'm like what 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 are you talking about for this person like I like I get in there, but like I do it in a way I feel like I understand how to create a safe space for someone to open up. And it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily that they're opening up to me now, it's like they're opening up to themselves. And I'm kind of sneaky in the way that I just, I I give a fuck. Like I care about each individual that's in front of me. Not in the sense of like, I need you to love me or I need you to like me. It's like I care about their well being. And like it's just, I care about my own well being. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, um, to be able to like hold space for somebody to have their own experience and you know do it themselves is so amazing to me. So like, yeah, um, for me it's just like something that I've always been obsessed with. Like I've always been an empath. Like when my mom was sick when I was little, like I was sick. Like mm. I just like felt mm-hmm. so much. Um, and I think a lot of us do. But like it's just yeah. like it's hard for me to like listen to the daily every day like I don't want it like it hits me in the wrong place and like I try to stay up to date with a lot of news and at the same time I'm like fuck well that was one of my next questions like how do you also not let it affect you right because I'm very similar and it's this ongoing process of like cool I can hear that but I'm not going to take your shit as my own shit so you have to develop boundaries because a lot of people want to be your friend and you can't be friends with everybody you know, right. Yeah. right. And um, people will ask you for coffee, and, be, and I'm not saying like don't ever ask me for coffee, <laughs> but like it's just like you know, oh, can you get coffee and tell me how you did it? And it's like, no, I can't. 
Um, So it's what's cool is like I can do things like I've developed a mentorship program Mm. for people to be able to do after their teaching to like grow more in the sense of like where do you want to go with this and let's you know so it's like I've turned those things into like I've been able to say no like and I don't feel bad about saying no because I have to protect myself like I have to do things that are self-soothing for me I go I sauna I get massaged because I need that physical touch like I have to like not you know after certain weekends of teacher training I know that by the end of it like I'm gonna need a night to myself because I need to get like I need to fill my cup back up because I give a lot in those weekends so there's just certain practices like developing boundaries which is what we do in our practice like we put a block under our thigh because it's a boundary we put a we say no to somebody because it's a boundary it's a healthy boundary and I think that we get into this like we have to say yes and and then you're like it's 10 minutes to this party and you're like, fuck, how do I get out of it? You know? And it's for me, it's like understanding before I say yes to things of like, I'm not going to want to do that because (laughs) right before this, I'm going to do this. And like for you to have to explain it to somebody, most likely they're not going to get it. Mm. And, and if they are offended, then you, you learn who your friends are and who they're not. You know what I mean? You Mm. learn who your people are. I don't need a lot. Um, I have like a lot of friends and I have a lot of people in my life, but I, really have to honor like my alone time Mm -hmm. I have rituals after I teach like I wash my hands it's super simple but for me it's like I'm washing myself of like whoever was in here it's like just like a simple thing but it's a ritual that puts me in the mindset of like okay that's over that's done I follow Santo before and after I teach because I'm like clearing space and energy Mm -hmm. um I burn the Palo Santo I also um you know practice like getting in a plow pose for a few minutes to go in yeah. or back bending when I need to open up and I mm. use a chair for it and it's like like now I've found like I have so many techniques and tools that like it I can do something that's like five minutes and it gets me like in a different mindset that's awesome but like really knowing when I need my alone time and when and then there's like a are you too alone you know like it's really having an understanding of yeah. like no I need to do this because it's going to benefit me and my soul and it's not everything that we do is going to be like this is for my soul sometimes right. you have to go to like marketing events you know yeah. <laughs> like events that you don't want <laughs> right. to go to and you still have to show up and right. like act like you want to be there so it's it takes like it's practice but it's like it, it's not that hard to figure out mm-hmm. if you want if you want to. you just have to notice what you're doing like notice if you're somewhere and like the next day you're like god damn it like I am so worn out I'm so drained like, and it takes a lot of hard work time and like I want to balance things out but it also means like saying no and like I've yeah. been like canceling plans just to like have my alone time and it's just like that's okay yeah and I don't like one of our homework assignments is like do something with like say no without giving an explanation mm-hmm. and I'm like oh fuck that feels good mm. it does feel good <laughs> and saying no to people for me just, yeah 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 because eventually it's like you understand to not say yes to that thing in the beginning yes, because, so that you're exactly. not canceling it's yes, like exactly. you're just understanding that like I have to say no to this yeah okay yeah. moving yeah. on <laughs> I love that it feels good that feels good yeah yeah do you have any advice for us as future studio owners um, that you would give starting I out? I know you touched on a few. I mean, I could give, I could say a lot. Yeah. <laughs> be like, uh, be more specific. Um, like, what's one thing that's kind of like, maybe 
scaring you the most or might be holding you back the most? For me, it's like the first few steps. So we know we want to do it, right? We know it's probably not going to be here. So what are things that we can do, and you kind of answered this a little bit before we started, about just go practice somewhere. Go teach friends in different places. But like, what are a few different things that we can do now to kind of like intentionally like cultivate this thing to happen? Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you know what it's going to be called? No clue. We literally just talked about that, what, yesterday? Yeah. 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 No clue. Um, I mean, I would just you know not give yourself an option to not and okay. instead of saying like if we do it's like when we do yeah mm. so that you're just putting yourself in that mindset of like this yeah. is going to happen and it's going to be in Colorado and it's going to be when my husband's done with his thing and we are already looking at spaces and take a trip out there and yeah. get an idea Start of how out. much Excellent. the rent's going to be yeah. and start writing down numbers of how many classes will you be able to teach a week? How much are you going to charge? What does yeah. it look like if I fill a space? How much are my monthly memberships? Okay. Like compare to other studios out there price-wise and just get a feel for like, okay, like, and then when you see the numbers of like, this is how much we could potentially make in a month, then it's like, oh, okay, we can do this. Yeah. And it's going to sustain us. And in the meantime, mm -hmm. it's like, you want your product to be really good, so mm -hmm. teach as much as you can, you know? Um, teach to friends, teach to coworkers, yeah. um, teach to the clientele you wanna eventually teach for. Like, write out who your um, clientele is gonna be. Mm -hmm. Is it female? Is it male and female? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, like, write out your mission statement and see it every day, and then mm -hmm. be able to iron it out and go over it in like six months and like change some things. Once that. you have a name, like get the domain and just be like, this Done. is ours. This yeah. is ours and this is our thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you don't have to worry about the name. The name will come, but like, um, just don't, you know, don't give yourself an option. Just talk now like it's happening. Yeah. yeah. I like that because right? we're, yeah, it is happening. And I've caught myself happening. a couple of times. Like when we both like catch each other and we're like, it's not if, it's when. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we're just both not the greatest at follow through and or we haven't been in the past. So it's just like figuring out how we can support each other in following through. And it's just like you said, just like doing it. Well, I mean, here's one example. You guys started a podcast and you're following through <laughs> with that. Uh, even if this is the last episode, like you did an episode. You've yeah. done a few before this. Yeah. Like you're very capable at following through. A lot of us don't follow through with a lot of things. Mm. If I follow through with everything that goes on in this right. headline, <laughs> I would, you know what I'm saying? So like yeah. understand that like there are like focus on your, like, yeah, obviously our weaknesses or our strengths become our weaknesses. But right now it's like you guys have enough to offer what you want to offer so focus on those things that you have to offer yeah. and don't focus on I need to do this training oh, I before love that. like I love that, that will come you need money to do that yeah. you know so like mm. that was know honestly that what you have is enough yeah. and like it's so funny because I was given that piece of advice when I started health coaching mm -hmm. and it's not that I didn't listen to it but I was like okay yeah like yeah but I just didn't that didn't like click for me. And so I like built a website and I did all of this stuff and I like had to have all these things in order to be a health coach. And it's like, no, you just have to like do the doing. Yeah. Like yeah. just do it. Yeah. And so like hearing you say that, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. 
I have enough right now and yeah. like I don't need to like go on to the next thing and no. keep doing like let it marinate and then when you're ready go and do another thing right. go and do, do another training um what else was I gonna say about that I don't know yeah that was perfect okay okay so now we have we call them like quick fire questions we have like seven questions super okay. easy yeah. first thing that comes to mind yeah. super like nothing heavy um favorite book that you have or favorite like one that's had the mm, most the impact. first one that came to mind was women who want run with the wolves mm. okay have you guys read it's it it's been on my list no it's just like a book of short stories okay. and it's really great um, it's like soothing for the soul okay okay cool mm -hmm. I'm excited about Love that um, what is the best like food drink meal that you've had recently uh, commune um, <laughs> our next-door neighbors go. here uh, <laughs> they have um, a few things but they have like these they're called fries, but they're like potatoes, and they're in this like spicy sauce. I don't wow. know. It's so good. I get it's it so all the good. time. I, then, that's the only thing I've had. So there. it's like a starter, and then I've had a bunch of other stuff on their menu, but I honestly am obsessed with those. Okay. And their beet mezcal drink. Ooh. It's like mezcal with whatever the heck they do to it. It's amazing. So. Yeah. Okay. I know, and they let dogs out, so we can bring Walter. Well. They don't. Um, the, this area The brewery does. does. Yeah. Oh, the restaurants don't. I don't know if the they brewery. will, but the brewery does. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, what's a song you can't get out of your head? Oh, my gosh. Um, I've been listening to her a lot. Okay. And the first one that came comes to mind is Best Part. Um, but I don't know. I'm on like a rotation right now of like a lot of female artists. Same. Same. So. Cool. Um, what is your favorite time of day? I love the early mornings. I love right before the sun comes up. Yeah. Same. Mm -hmm. Do you it's have like, like a morning routine that you do every day? It changes, honestly. Um, right now I've been doing like morning pages. Have you guys mm -hmm. heard of that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And I usually read a little bit in the morning. Um, and then I walk my dog. So, yeah. Yeah. Love it changes, but usually it involves, like, meditation of some sort. Okay. Reading. Dog walking. What dog kind of dog walking. do you have? Boxer. Oh, cute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, how do you drink your coffee or tea? Or which do you prefer? Depends on how extra I am. <laughs> um, I love bulletproof coffee. Like I love coffee with um, MCT oil, with liquid stevia and coconut creamer. Yeah. Um, blend it. A little cinnamon. Yeah. Um, or I love like Fox in the Snow or Mission, like yeah. almond milk latte. I get it unsweetened, but I carry around my liquid stevia like I'm a weirdo. <laughs> People are like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> it tastes it's delicious. It's my own little thing that yeah. I have. Um, what is your favorite type of cheese? Well, do I don't cheese? eat cheese. No. Okay. Um, because I'm annoying. And uh, I don't do dairy. But if I were in Italy right now, so my family's from Italy, and um, mm. there's like this little cheese meat place right there in like our hometown, and I would definitely um, have some fresh mozzarella. Yeah. yeah. So good. Do you in go summer, to Italy like... Um, I've been a few times okay. to like our town, like the town that yeah. my grandpa's from. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But like in the summer, like tomato and um, mm. 
Not zucchini, yeah, no. What is it called? Not zucchini, it's the other one. Um, what do you mean? Like with It's cheese? a different kind of squash. Not zucchini. Maybe it is zucchini. Anyways, it's like a salad, like with the mozzarella. So it's oh. like three of them combined. Hmm. I don't know. It is zucchini. Yeah. It is zucchini. Yeah. That sounds good. Some fresh basil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I don't eat it. Yeah. Beach or mountain? Well, it depends. <laughs> I know we need to hone. If I want to feed my spirit or feed my soul. Okay. <laughs> spirit, you go to the mountains. Soul, you go to the ocean. Okay. So I, I mean, I love them both. Yeah. But typically, I would choose, let's go to the beach. Okay. Tulum, Mexico. Mm. It's one of my favorite places. Is that where your next retreat is? It will be, yeah. It will be. Cool. Um, and then where is your favorite place that you've ever traveled? Favorites are hard, I know. So, like, one place that, what's the first place that comes to mind? I mean, I really love Tulum because it's where I finished my teacher training. It's where I decided that I would open up a studio. It's where I decided I'd open up a second studio. Mm -hmm. Every time I go, it's like I allow myself to go once a year, um, and I always, like, take a retreat there. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I lead them, but it's, like, my time to reset, so I go to the same woman for body work, and, like, it's very um, my kind of, like, time to, like, reset yeah give myself that like space like I do like silent walks on the beach and just like the energy there I love it Mm because like you can go to a restaurant that's like very much you feel like you're like in Brooklyn on the beach and it's like cool and I'll go have like mezcal with friends but then also like I can like do a lot of like soul work you know all in the same place that's cool because I like the feeling of the city but I also love like the holistic stuff and they like marry the two which is why Mm. it's so popular now unfortunately it like keeps getting more and more like all the instagrammers go (laughs) but when i started going back there it was like back in the day it was not like that but i still love it Hey guys, you made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, all of the links to um, Josie and the space are listed below. So you can find links for the 200 hour teacher training. And then also she has a really awesome summer deal going on right now. I think it's like three months for $200 unlimited classes. So check that out as well. You guys are definitely going to want to go to a class of hers. Yeah. Um, And then if you liked it, please share with a friend or hit subscribe. Um, We can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.